All right, guys, today the Freelance Fairy is going to get a little more pop culture for you guys, where I'm going to address some of the different lies and rumors that have been stated online in the last week. Expected fallout from a CNBC article still hurts nevertheless. So guys, it's really important to me that I'm always super, super transparent with you, because otherwise, what's the point of all of this? So in this episode, I'm going to look at how I've structured my freelance writing business, exactly how many people I'm working with, as well as the timelines and how it compares to the different monetary values that I have put out there. Let's go. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey guys, what's up? We're back with the Freelance Fairy Tales. I'm coming at you this week now as I guess a controversial figure following my CNBC video that managed to get some pretty viral traction. To be honest, I'm not sure why or what is so interesting about a 28-year-old girl who lives alone and writes a lot, but it definitely caused a stir in a lot of different online marketplaces. Looking at you, Reddit, And, you know, I guess it's led me to believe that I need to be even more transparent with what I'm already, I feel overly transparent about. I can't win because I have plenty of people online tell me I'm too transparent. I should keep the monetary values to myself. And then I have other people basically tell me they need to have footage filmed of me for seven days in a row, including me sleeping to believe that I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, this gave me an actually a good idea. I just recorded myself right now writing 2000 words and 34 minutes. I recorded all 34 minutes of it on my desktop computer with a screen sharing recording that I'm going to post to YouTube. So, you know, look, you can look out for that. If you don't believe that I can write 2000 words in 34 minutes, there you have it. I bill $100 per 500 words. So you can do the math on what my billable rate per hour is. Add that up to an even six to eight hour day, six to seven days a week. 365 days a year, and you will see that there is nothing odd or fishy about these monetary values at all. The only thing that is probably fishy is the people who are not making this and who have been freelance writing for 10 plus years and are very upset that they did not learn how to manipulate the system in the same way that I have. But just to be transparent with you guys, because I take that very seriously. I'm on a mission to be very open about things. I find that the world of freelancing is so new and nuanced today that I believe it's important that in its nascency that people are coming out and sharing this information. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how I've structured my freelance writing business with you guys. I'm going to get as transparent as transparent can possibly be, since apparently if I don't do that as a young woman, then I'm just a liar and I'm making the money on OnlyFans. And guys, no hate to anyone who makes money on OnlyFans. I think it's a pretty cool website. So whenever I say that, I'm not hating on it. It's more so just an example I use that people assume if you're a young woman, you can't possibly be earning that money from using your brain. So I want to kind of discredit any theory that a woman needs an OnlyFans to make good money. And that's why I'm going to be more transparent than I probably need to be or that more transparent than any of these haters deserve me to be. 
but I'm going to keep, you know, as you can see, I'm a very competitive person. So, you know, if you're going to peak my competitiveness, this is what's going to happen. All right. So let's look at how I've structured my business right now. Today is March 28th, 2021. My business network is constantly changing and adapting to meet the different demands of work I have on a weekly or monthly basis. And that's what's so cool about freelancing is that no two days are the same. So what I need help with in March might not be what I need help with in June. And that's why I work with all independent contractors. Nobody is an employee with me. I work with a network of independent contractors, just like I am an independent contractor using a site like Fiverr. It comes with its ups and downs. I've discussed, of course, you have your own freedom. You have your own potential to hit whatever ceiling you want. You don't have to play by anyone's rules anymore, but these companies aren't exactly going to provide you with employee benefits or health insurance. So that's the trade-off. I buy my own health insurance out of the Florida state marketplace. Little caveat there. Anyway, so right now, okay, as of today, I am working with three writers. It's me and three other writers who I manage in my Slack channel. I pay them as independent contractors and assign them work as it waxes, wanes, etc., based on my weekly demand. I am still over here working eight hours a day writing, although I would like to pivot from that this year after six, now seven years of doing it. I feel like my time is more valuable being spent doing things like recording this podcast where I'm sharing in like super, super valuable information with you guys so that you can go ahead and do exactly what I've done. So I don't want to gatekeep this information anymore. So I work with three writers right now. I'm actually looking to hire a fourth. I've been accumulating more clients that have these bulk orders outside of Fiverr, which I really like because I don't want all of my clients to be inside of Fiverr. So I have a lot of orders that come from outside of Fiverr and my teammates help me manage those as well as the Fiverr orders and as well as the Shopify orders. Now in the CNBC episode, that 378K figure was just referencing Fiverr, guys. If you watch the video, it does not talk about my online courses. It does not talk about Shopify or my private PayPal clients or the earnings that come in from my other residual income sources like eBooks, my YouTube automation account I've invested in, my secret drop shipping business I've never really talked about, or the campfire trailers business I co-own with my mom. All of that was left out of the episode and the only figure that was included in it was my Fiverr earnings for the calendar year of 2020, okay? Just wanna clear that up for anyone who wasn't able to follow instructions in the video. Back to my writers. So I work with three other writers right now. I've sought them out based on their different skills and expertise. I was particularly looking for an ebook writer at one point, a jack of all trades writer at the other point, someone who has journalism experience. It's constantly changing, guys, based on what I need from these people. At times, I'm assigning them so much work, they probably hate me. And at other times, there might be no work at all for me to assign them because I am also writing over here. So it, it's constantly changing. That's why it's not black and white when it comes to what work I am doing with these writers. All right. Now, here's the part. Record this and share it to all your friends who hate me. I'm not saying everyone's friends hate me, but share this with all the haters. I started working with a team of writers sometime in 2019. I don't have the exact date because I didn't think I would be witch hunted this badly one day, but I started working with them in 2019. As most of you know, Fiverr Pro was launched in 2017. That means for about two years, I did all of the Fiverr Pro orders by myself and was able to crest the 300K per year mark. I have the receipts. You guys have seen it in the TikTok videos by myself. So for everybody who wants to claim 
that it's impossible to make six figures on Fiverr by yourself. I hate to break it to you, but that just couldn't be farther from the truth. And you're just using that as an excuse in your head to not apply yourselves and get out there and go do something scary. Okay. So I just want to get that on the table for all the haters who are claiming otherwise. I made over 300K by myself as a writer on Fiverr. A lot of the work that I have my writers doing today is actually to fulfill, as I mentioned, my private clients off of Fiverr. For the last two years, I've been working on pivoting actually away from Fiverr so that I'm not beholden to them with my income and my reviews. In 2021, I've now reached a point where I'm investing a ton of money and time into email marketing and LinkedIn automation. So I'm hoping that by the end of this year, I'll be able to mostly fully pivot off of Fiverr and have a completely autonomous copywriting business that operates with or without me. And I just kind of, you know, work as the CEO figurehead of it. That's where I'm heading with my writing business right now. Guys, I don't recommend trying to do this in your first or second year freelance writing. You happen to be catching me heading into my seventh year. You know, do you have to wait as long as I did to do this? No, not at all. But do I recommend that you still get at least one year of experience in on a site like Fiverr, learning all the nuances, you know, learning everything that comes with customer service? Absolutely. You guys have heard me say this so many times in these podcasts, so I will not beat a dead horse here. Okay. So now you guys know how many writers I work with. So everybody can remain calm about that. Now I don't only work with writers. Okay. I have a growing brand that I want to create. You know, I want to use as the foundation for almost an empire moving forward. I believe there's a lot of invaluable information that can be had with freelancing and everything that I have to share that I have seen change people's lives. So I want to make sure this information is as readily accessible to people as possible. At the end of 2020, I hired two virtual assistants I'm currently working with, and I would love to add more this year when I have the time. I work with one podcast editor. Shout out to my guy who's going to edit this very audio I'm recording right now. I work with one website designer who's constantly being bombarded with tasks from me. God bless him. And I'm now working with one YouTube video editor who's taking all of my raw content, editing it together, and also creating my YouTube thumbnails for me. Okay. So that comes to a grand total of, let's see, three, four, five, eight people that I'm currently working with in an independent contractor type of setting. I don't mention these people's names on my social media because number one, that's not my right to do so. Number two, they are not my employees. They are independent contractors that I work with. And number three, it's not really anyone's business, <laughs> but I feel like I need to share it so that, you know, some of this spicy online rhetoric comes to an end here. Also, sorry if that sounded sassy, guys. This is not for all of you who have been following along and you guys have been so supportive and amazing. And I love you guys to death. And I know these haters are not the majority. But like I said, for some reason, maybe it's because I'm a woman, I feel the need to explain myself and be overly transparent. So here we are. All right. So this is probably, I guess, going to be a shorter podcast than normal, but I just felt like I had to spill some tea and, you know, get to the bottom of these different currents that I am seeing online and these different things that people are accusing me of doing. To anyone listening to this who is merely listening to this to hate me or do whatever it is you need to do, you know, I just would ask you today to reflect on your own mindset and why you automatically want to find some type of loophole that justifies in your head that a 28-year-old female entrepreneur cannot make this money. I'm not sure where that comes from. I'm not sure if it's some weird outdated mindset that has trickled its way into 2021. I'm not sure if it, you know, taps into what society expects of men versus women. I'm not sure about any of it. I just know that I wake up 
I don't care about anything that has to do with my anything. I just get up, I open my laptop and I start working. You can ask any person in my life. I have worked every single day for the last six years to the point where people have even maybe told me they're concerned with how much I work. And I work all day, every day because I love it. So, you know, I've never claimed that it is easy to make 378K per year on Fiverr. I've never said, hey guys, this is a walk in the park. And if any of you have ever heard me say that, it was maybe because I had two glasses of wine. No, I'm just kidding. I would literally never say that. I also haven't had two glasses of wine in like months because I've been so busy. (laughs) Need to change that. I've never tried to imply that this is super easy. And for all of you who have listened to my podcast, you know, I never say this is easy. And in fact, I go by the saying nothing worth having ever comes easy to you. Okay. If you want to get out there, if you want to make six, seven figure empire from doing anything, okay, from investing in stocks to flipping real estate to doing drop shipping to affiliate marketing to freelance writing, everyone will tell you they put in years of busting their ass to make it happen. None of that ever could just falls from the sky. I can promise you. Anyone who thinks that is how it happens has never applied themselves to the point of actually trying to earn the six or seven figures. They've hovered wherever they are at in life and they sit back in the backseat to criticize people who are trying and who are putting themselves out there. And it's a shame because these are the very people that make so many other people afraid to try and afraid to post themselves on social media, afraid to write an article because they know there's, there are these trolls out there who are going to make fun of them and come up with complete bogus crap to try and stop them. And I wish that wasn't the case, but I guess I'm hoping by sharing my story, someone's going to get something out of this Whoever's listening to this today, you're going to hear, you know, listen, I get the crap too. It happens to everyone. If somebody is making fun of you or telling you that you can't be a freelance writer or no, uh, you know, no talented writer would ever write as quickly as I write my blogs or whatever it is that people come up with. Like I've been there. I feel you. In some of my old jobs, people used to print out my writing and pass it around the office so everyone could critique it and laugh at it so I could hear them. And here we are today. You know, I try not to look at the comments, trying to get my best friend to come work with me so she can buffer my social media for me because it's definitely weighed really heavy on me this week as I am only a human being, guys. And people will say to me, don't respond to them. You know, don't give the haters the satisfaction. And I'm like, guys, I know, but you got to give me a moment to be human too. Like you got to give me a moment to express my feelings and how I'm feeling. And, you know, I need my day or two to heal. And then don't worry, I saddle up and I get back on the horse and I get ready to kick ass again. And, you know, it's Sunday night. I took the whole weekend off from social media. Actually highly recommend doing so because I feel so much better right now. I feel like I'm ready to come out guns blazing tomorrow and just torch anyone who's trying to take down, you know, any of the information that I'm sharing with you guys. Last thing, since this is just a, you know, spicy podcast today, the online course thing and why people get so triggered by that. I am not sure. I love online courses. I take other people's online courses monthly. It's actually taught me how to do a bunch of different things that I now do for my residual income. I've learned a lot about investing, about being a digital nomad, traveling, sustainability. I I think online courses are incredible. So I really don't know why people are so upset by them. I'm sure there are those scammers out there. Like there is with everything though. So it's like, please don't let those 10 scammers who made a bad name for online courses make you always hate them. This is not me selling mine either. I'm not telling you right now to go buy mine. Mine are just existing there for someone who feels they need it. I'm not, I'm not going to say you have to buy my online course to be successful. You guys know I have a free Facebook group. I have free social media posts. I give away all of my information. Nowhere do I say click 
you know, you have to click on my online course to get the special insider access. I just created it for somebody who wants that homework in the background to make them feel better with what they're doing. I've taken two YouTube online courses now to feel more comfortable creating YouTube videos. And I personally love to learn. So I really, again, don't see the big deal with them. But for everyone who's super triggered into my whatever online courses, no one's making you buy them. I'm certainly not. Do not care if you buy them or not. If you do get it and you happen to find it helpful, I'd love to hear that. You let me know because I'm just always trying to improve the content that I'm providing to you guys. Whether people want to believe it or not, I actually do want to help. Blame it partially on my Christian beliefs and believing in God and, and that everyone has a divine purpose. And I believe mine for right now is to share this information with other people. So call me what you will for saying that, but it is what I believe. And I have my convictions. I stick to them. You guys can probably tell from these podcasts. I am a stubborn, aggressive human being. These are words I've been called, but I like to just think it's me caring a little too much. Maybe (laughs) that's what I tell myself. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. That's everything that I have to share about how I've structured my freelance writing business. I have a lot of changes coming this year. I'm talking with a lot of new freelancing sites that are going to be coming out in the space in the next coming months. Very excited to get on them and kind of, you know, explore them and explore different options for my leads besides Fiverr. And, you know, the more lead sources I have set up, the more writers I'm probably looking to work with. Because like I said, by the end of 2021, I would like to be at a point where I am no longer personally writing any orders for people. And that is my personal decision and no one else's. All right. If that sounded super sassy, that's because I'm kind of sassy. (laughs) All right, guys. Love you guys to death. Like I said, the you know majority of you have been freaking amazing. I hope this information has completely changed your life. And if it hasn't, shame on me, but I'm just here to help. And anything you read online about any of this being false or a scam, know that that's not true. That really hurts me when I read stuff like that because I would never, ever be peddling something that is a scam. And if you guys don't follow me on YouTube, I highly recommend starting to follow me on YouTube because that's where I'm going to post some pretty insane transparent videos in the coming weeks that once and for all put an end to the different chatter and lies that are being spread online. So with that, that marks the end of my first online fiasco podcast. Hope you guys loved it. And as always, I'll be back next week with another episode. Go out there and crush your freaking day.